Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. Hi guys, I'm Ella May, and I'm just going to be doing the reading. Um, so it's Colossians 2, uh, 1 to 15. Um, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all those who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden is all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sending arguments. For though I am absent from from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm in your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you are also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of us in our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Um, So I'm just going to pray for Rebecca now before she speaks. Um, Father God, please just be with Rebecca now as she speaks to us from your word. Um, I pray that you would speak to us through her today and that we'd all be encouraged by what she has to say. Amen. Amen. Thank you, LMA. Good afternoon. Uh, For any of you guys who don't know me, my name is Rebecca and I'm currently a final year student studying law at Trinity. So a warm welcome to Christ City Church. Um, We're just going to pray before we start. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is full of truth. Um, I pray that you would speak to us today and that you would challenge us where we need to be challenged. Amen. We live in an age of experts. With the touch of a button, we can now frantically Google all sorts of things. We like this idea of being knowledgeable, of being able to add our well-read opinions to anything or everything. I think this is most prominently seen in Ireland when family sits down to watch a rugby match. Growing up, my whole family would be bunged into the couch, including my 80-year-old granny, and as soon as the game had kicked off, everyone became an expert. Everyone had an opinion as to exactly what Stockdale should have done to have scored that try. Or maybe you're like those people who read one Jerry Thornley article 
and suddenly think they're experts on the subject. We live in a world of fine sounding arguments and persuasive points of view. And this is very similar to the situation in which Paul is writing to the church in Colossae. See, there were false teachers chiming in with their opinion of how to grow spiritually, and they were really off the mark. So Paul, who I've dubbed the Brian O'Driscoll of the truth, comes in to bring these problems to our attention and provide a solution. The problem. So false teachers were spreading around philosophy that essentially claimed man provided the solution to life's problems and not Christ. And if you'll look with me at that verse, it says, see it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. So this philosophy was captivating people. They were choosing to believe that something in this world would give them fullness rather than Christ. The Bible has a word to describe these sorts of things. Idols. Essentially, we put our dependence, trust, even hope in these things rather than in Christ. There is a really simple way to identify your idols. Ask yourself these two questions. What do you daydream about? And what do you have nightmares about? Lots of things springing to mind. Well, be assured you're in good company. An idol may not be a bad thing. In fact, they are often good things. Hence, they capture us. But Paul's ultimate point is that the only thing that can truly fulfill us is Christ. Look at verse 8. How does he describe the philosophy? Hollow and deceptive. This philosophy is persuasive on the outside, but the reality is that it leaves us empty. I wonder if you have ever experienced that. Well, upon my own reflection this week, I realised one of my idols was having everything perfect. A great group of friends, doing well at school, the fam, all in good nick. But the problem was twofold. I always craved just that bit more. To be more admired, more talented, more intelligent. There was this constant chasing of just that bit more. And the second problem was when I didn't achieve these things. When my granddad got sick, when I didn't get the GCSE grades I wanted, when my best friends were no longer my best friends. I felt like a total failure. I was completely inadequate. So Paul in these next few verses gives us this gives us the solution to this problem. We need to be rooted in Christ so that we are not slaves to culture, but can enjoy a fullness like no other. And we need to be rooted in Christ so that we are not slaves to rules, but can enjoy freedom like no other. So firstly, we need to be rooted in Christ so that we are not slaves to culture, but can enjoy fullness like no other. And Paul gives us three principles as to how we can do this. Look with me at verse six. We need to receive to live, we need to be rooted to be built up in him, and we need to be taught to be established in truth. So firstly, to receive to live. Verse six. So then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. The people in Colossae had heard the gospel, 
that Jesus had died for their sins and that he had risen three days later. They knew Jesus as their saviour. But Paul in this passage talks about receiving Jesus as Lord. The word Lord is often associated with authority. So the real question Paul wants the church to be thinking about is whether Jesus is their Lord. Now to make Jesus your Lord means to live as though he's number one in your life. Like a rugby team submits to the authority of their coach, so we are called to submit to Jesus, our great Lord and Saviour. Paul is saying, do not be taken captive by the ways of this world, but rather seek to put Christ first, because Christ in you is what gives you fullness. So the second principle Paul gives us is to be rooted to be built up in him. Over nine weeks, we are considering what it means to become rooted in Christ. For me, two words come to mind, committed and invested. Just under four years ago, I moved down from the mighty north to Dublin for college. And I remember being faced with this choice, culture or Christ. Would I share Jesus with my friends or was I full of fear and shame? Would I sacrifice the acceptance of my friends by not involving myself in college gossip? Would I be able to stand firm on a night out when temptations seem to be coming from the left, right and centre? The truth is that I cannot possibly claim that I chose Christ every time. But I can attest to the disillusionment of a life where I thought, where I put what I thought would be deemed cool and fun amongst my friends ahead of Christ. So Paul says, see this disillusionment you feel. Well, there is a better way. Seek to be rooted in Christ because then you're not a slave to culture but can enjoy the fullness Christ offers. If you want to be rooted in Christ, the answer is simple. Spend more time with him. Commit to and invest in him. This time is not reserved to time spent in his word or in prayer, whilst both great habits to develop. It is clear in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, that we are to present our whole bodies. All the time we should be seeking to be committed and invested in pursuing a life with Jesus at the centre. This idea of being committed and invested is very countercultural. We like the idea of being independent, of things being within our control, of being able to understand anything and everything. The truth is that we want to be God. So when Paul asks for us to be rooted in Christ, it requires a surrendering of what we think is best and instead trusting God knows what is best. We should desire to be committed and vested, that we may be rooted in Christ and built up in him. And the cool thing is that when we spend time with Christ, we become rooted in him and we are built up, or another word, is encouraged. But Paul is clear, it isn't just to stop at us individually, but rather to overflow into our church community. Paul desires for us to be knit together in love. Look at verse three. This week is City Group Sunday, and I really encourage you to sign up to a group um, if you haven't already, or if you're part of one and haven't been going, why not be committed and invested in that community? But what if we were to take this one step further? 
The vision of CCC is to make a difference to the city of Dublin spiritually, culturally and socially. The only way we can do that is if we being rooted in Christ and built up in him, and then we as a church community rooted and built up in him, go and love the people of Dublin. Why was the character of Jesus so compelling? Because what he offered people was a fullness like nothing else in this world. So Paul says we have to receive to live, we have to seek to be rooted in Christ to be built up. And thirdly, Paul says we have to be taught to be established in truth. The problem that Paul is addressing is that the alternative truths that the philosophers were spreading to the people were very persuasive. Or as verse four says, they were fine sounding arguments. We face this exact same problem today with the internet. Anyone can post something, perhaps very persuasively, and before we know it, the whole world is either reposting or retweeting it. So what are some of these alternative truths culture is feeding us? Success equals happiness. If someone lets you down, cut them out of your life. Don't tie yourself down. If you do not live a certain way, you will be missing out. Hashtag FOMO. But Paul says fake news. Look with me at verse nine, fullness. And again in verse 10, fullness. When words are repeated throughout a passage, it is normally because they are important. Paul wants to remind people of the fullness that a life with Christ offers. We are not missing out. Rather, we have been brought to fullness. In the very famous Psalm 23, the author talks about how his cup overflows. Even in the midst of trials and tribulations, he knows that there is a fullness that only God can offer. We have all that can be ours on this side of heaven. So what is a sign of this fullness in Christ? Paul says, we'll be overflowing with thankfulness. It is totally uncontainable. Paul says that even if we never achieve the big house, the dream job, the married life, the acceptance of our peers, that is okay. Why? Why is that okay? Because God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son to die for us so that we can have eternal life with him. Paul writes passionately because he knows that the best thing that Christ could ever do for you was to die on the cross. Because of the cross, we have acceptance and full, love like no other, joy regardless of the circumstances. We cannot possibly believe the lies that our culture feeds us that we are missing out because knowing Christ has given us a fullness like no other. So we are to be rooted in Christ so that we are not slaves to culture, but can enjoy fullness like no other. And the second thing I want you guys to remember today is that being rooted in Christ means we are not slaves to rules, but can enjoy a freedom like no other. So as I mentioned at the start, Paul is also writing to the church to warn them of the fake news that was being spread that you could achieve this higher experience of religion if you did certain things. Between verses 11 to 13, the word circumcision is repeated four times. And so again, we want to know the significance of this. Jewish males were circumcised as a sign of the Jew, 
Jews covenant with God. The death and resurrection of Christ meant that this no longer had to happen. But what was happening here was that people were like, no, you still need to be circumcised and then you will experience Christ in this way deeper way. Essentially, Christ and the price he paid was not enough. They wanted to add stuff to Christ. Paul is adamant that we must not do this. See, when we add rules to Christianity, the focus moves from Christ to us. I wonder if you've ever thought that if I could just stop sinning in that one particular area of your life, then you would know Christ way better. Or if I could just have, the, you know, my perfect devotional time, like perfectly planned out, then I'll experience God and his word way better. Or maybe if I was more gifted in worship, then I would worship way better. It becomes about us, about our performance. Where do you add rules to the gospel? Or where do you think the gospel is not good enough? Do you ever think that if you could just be that bit more talented or a bit skinnier or a bit more intelligent or be dating that guy or girl, then, then you would be free because you'd have everything you want. And isn't that what our culture tells us freedom is? Having what we want, when we want it. See, the problem is that when we shift our focus from the cross to us, we are reminded of our failures, of the ways we can never attain perfection. We feel guilty, ashamed, inadequate. The punishment we deserve is death. And so we are condemned. We do not feel free. Rather, we feel trapped by this never-ending list of rules that are impossible to attain. So where do we go from there? Well, Paul gives us the answer. The cross. A God who came down from heaven, who obeyed all the rules that we never could, who in all his infinite glory and majesty and in all his freedom would choose to become bound, to become a slave, to be exploited, bruised and broken. Christ bought our freedom at such a price because he sacrificed his own freedom. And it gets much more humbling than that because even when we mess up, when we believe the lies of culture, when we worship idols and love them more than Christ, he gives us grace. What could possibly be more liberating and freeing than that? A God that knows our deepest messes and sins and yet chooses to love us unconditionally. Paul is saying, stop believing this lie that all these rules will allow you to experience God more. Look at verses 11 to 13. Buried, where? Do you see it? Paul is talking in the past tense. All these things have already happened. Christ in all his fullness dwells within you. We have Christ rooted in us and therefore we are not slaves to culture but can enjoy the freedom he offers. So remember that list of guilt, shame, inadequacy? Well, Paul in verses 14 to 15 reminds people that the whole point of the cross was to remove the guilt and give us forgiveness. It was to remove our shame and to cancel our debts. It was to remove the feeling, our feelings of inadequacy and means that we are now perfect in Christ. 
It was to remove the power of death and to give us a new life. It was to free us from our condemnation. See, Paul is saying the greatest thing you could ever achieve is to have a relationship with God, the creator of earth and heaven. God wants you to embrace the freedom he is offering you. He doesn't want you to feel guilt or shame, but instead he welcomes you to know the deep love of a mighty and magnificent God. Being rooted in Christ means that we are not slaves to rules, but can enjoy freedom like no other. So the two key points from today are that when we are rooted in Christ, we are not slaves to culture, but can enjoy fullness like no other. And when we are rooted in Christ, we are not slaves to rules, but can enjoy freedom like no other. We live in an age of experts. People constantly telling us that they find the keys to satisfaction. But Paul is clear that this is all fake news as it will never truly satisfy us. The ways of this world will either leave us wanting more or tell us we have failed. But there is hope. There is a way out. As Paul reminds the church in Colossae, so he reminds us of the truth, one that will not be silenced. The truth that is not subject to an ever-changing culture. The truth that conquered death itself. The truth that reigns victorious even COVID-19, the truth that knows the evils of the human heart and yet still chose to rescue us, the truth that offers us a fullness and a freedom that is better and more satisfying than we could ever ask or imagine. The truth has a name, Jesus, our great Lord and Saviour. To close, I want to read you the words of John Newton who was once a slave ship captain, and then upon receiving God's grace, turned abolitionist. The truth was that this man who controlled others' freedom was the one who needed to be free. He wrote, Our pleasure and our duty, though opposite before, since we have seen his beauty, are joined apart no more. To see the law by Christ fulfilled, and hear his pardoning voice, transforms a slave into a child and duty into a choice. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the, for the price you paid on the cross. Thank you that you sacrificed your freedom that we might be free. Thank you for your love that knows no bounds. Help us to never shift our gaze from you but desire to be rooted in you, that we would not yield to culture or get bogged down in rules, but rather approach you with a thankful heart for all that we have done. Amen. <laughs>